Welcome to the Advanced Relationship Podcast. We are your hosts, Bryce Bauer and Jenny Morrow. We are a married couple devoted to helping you advance your relationships. With over 14 years experience as a marriage and family therapist and relationship coach, and over a decade of experience as a certified life and relationship coach, we are here to help you create the most intimate, loving, and powerful relationships on the planet. Welcome to the Advanced Relationship Podcast. This is your host, Jenny Morrow, and today we're going to be diving into John Gottman's Horseman Number 3. So before we dive into this third horseman of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, just a few announcements. So I'm going to be getting this podcast episode out on Tuesday. I'm not exactly sure what the date will be. Let's see. I think it'll be November 3rd. So um There are still a few days left if you want to register and join Bryce and I at our live event near Salt Lake City, Utah. It's going to start this coming Friday, November 6th at 6 p.m. We have a three-hour block. We'll be teaching a workshop that evening, all day Saturday and Sunday morning. This is going to be a small, intimate group, partly because of what is going on in the world right now. And also because we're hosting it at our home. So we would love to have anyone who is listening to this and interested, go ahead and email me at Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, at advancedrelationshipacademy.com. Just say you're interested in the live event and you're wondering if there's any more spots available. And I will get back to you with any questions you have as well as I can send you a link to the registration page. So the workshop is for both individuals and couples, and it's focused on creating more intimate, loving, and powerful relationships with yourself and with others. So it's really about how do you get empowered in your relationship to yourself and to those that you're closest to in your life. So it's going to be fun. We're going to be diving in, teaching relationship skills, answering questions, doing coaching, and um, we're just really excited. Other than that, the other thing that's going on right now is I am getting ready to open up a brand new advanced relationship training program. And this program includes the Advanced Relationship Mastery course, which is the core video online course that I give all of my private clients. It includes all of the information I want them to know so that when they come into sessions with me, we can dive right into their unique situation and talk about how to apply it. So the Advanced Relationship Training Program is going to be a very similar in that you're going to get all of the information that my private clients get. And the difference is that instead of coming into a private session to learn how to apply it, you will come into group calls. So I'll be hosting four group calls a month. And as the program expands, what I'll do is I'll offer more and more classes. So it's a great option, either if you've been interested some in private coaching, but maybe you want to be able to come more consistently but you don't want to pay the cost of private coaching, the Advanced Relationship Training Program is a great way to get really consistent support while learning the information and getting practice. So it's a really powerful program. And if you're interested in that, same thing, go ahead and email me. Tell me you're interested in the Advanced Relationship Training Program. And what I'll do is I'll send you a link 
And actually what I'll do is I'll put it in the show notes as well. So you can email me, but you can also click into the show notes. But I'll put a link where you can schedule a 15-minute call with me. So prior to joining the Advanced Relationship Training Program, I want to meet with everyone for at least 15 minutes so I have an idea about your unique situation and if this program is a good fit for you. So if it is is a good fit, it's going to be a chance to learn the skills, get coaching, and come into community with other people who are interested in personal development and especially learning advanced relationships. Okay, other than that, I think that's it for announcements today. Oh, the only other thing that's coming up is Bryce also, I believe, has another spot or two for the men's group right now. So if you're interested in joining a men's group, email Bryce at Bryce, B-R-Y-C-E, at BriceBauer.com. I'll put his email in the show notes as well. So the last two weeks, Bryce and I, and then me, in the second episode, we have been talking about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And this is a concept that John Gottman developed after doing a lot of research on hundreds of couples and how they navigated conflict and even just how they navigated communication day to day. And what they found is there are four negative communication styles that can lead to a relationship beginning to dissolve and break down and maybe even eventually end. What they say in the research is that if you don't resolve these communication styles and learn a better way, then it's highly likely that that the relationship's just going to be getting worse. So um, today we're going to be talking about horseman number three. And horseman number three is defensiveness. Now, defensiveness is often a response to criticism, which is horseman number one. And defensiveness is a self-protection through righteous indignation or playing the victim. Now, there's a few times where you're going to be most likely to get defensive. And most likely it's going to be either when someone is criticizing you or blaming you, whether it's valid or not, whether what they're saying is has some truth to it or not, that's a time when you're going to be more likely to get defensive. Another time you might find yourself getting defensive is when someone is simply sharing their thoughts, perspectives, observations, or feedback around an issue that you already have some shame about. Now, that's not something John Gottman talks about, at least not in the articles I've read about it, but that's something I have seen a lot with clients and even in myself as I've observed moments when I am likely to get defensive. So, Because defensiveness is often a response to horseman number one, to criticism, it's easy to believe that the reason you're defensive is someone else's fault. But what we find as we start to study this third horseman, defensiveness really is its own kind of beast. It's its own horseman. It has its own agenda and its own struggle. So one of the ways that John Gottman talks about defensiveness is he says that it's something we've all been. We've all been defensive. Probably we've all been, all of these horsemen at certain times, we've had them having an influence on us at certain times. Um, But this horseman becomes almost always present when a relationship is on the rocks. And anytime you feel unjustly accused, it's easy to fish for excuses and play the innocent victim so that your partner will back off. So this really is a protection mechanism. It's a way to try to avoid conflict, and it's a way to try to resolve things, which is interesting because it doesn't really work. In fact, it is almost never successful, but um, it's a strategy that many of us attempt to employ in order to resolve conflict or get our partner to back off. 
The problem with defensiveness is that it tells our partner that we just don't take their concerns seriously and that we aren't willing to take responsibility for our mistakes. So one example that John Gottman gives would be one person saying, did you call Betty and Ralph to let them know that we're not coming tonight as you promised you would this morning? And the defensive response would be, I was just too darn busy today. As a matter of fact, you know just how busy my schedule was. Why didn't you just do it? It's easy with defensiveness not only to defend, but then also to turn it into criticism back at the person who initiated the question or who initiated the conversation. In this example, the partner not only responds defensively, but they reverse blame in an attempt to make it the other partner's fault. Okay, so instead, a non-defensive response can express acceptance and responsibility, admission of fault, and understanding of your partner's perspective. So it looks something like this. Oops, I forgot. I should have asked you this morning to do it because I knew my day would be packed. That's my fault. Let me call them right now. So it's perfectly understandable to defend yourself if you're stressed out and feeling attacked. But again, this approach will not have the desired effect. Defensiveness will only escalate the conflict if the critical spouse does not back down or apologize. So at times, if we get a bit defensive, the one who's being critical might be like, oh, I can see I'm being critical. Let me back off. Let me share my feelings instead, right? Because that's the antidote to criticism is to say, well, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm experiencing. And here's what I need. And then the defensive partner may be able to, you know, shift out of that defensiveness and meet the, quote, critical partner, the one who showed up with criticism, in a more productive way. But if the critical spouse doesn't do that, if they don't back down or apologize, then defensiveness will pretty much always only escalate the conflict. And this is because defensiveness is really a way of blaming your partner, and it doesn't allow for healthy conflict management. So again, it's easy, if you are being the defensive partner, it's easy to blame the critical partner for starting the problem. I'm defensive because you're criticizing me. Or you're accusing me. So it's easy to get into that pattern. But again, what we want to do when we're working on advanced relationships is it's not so much about how we think relationships should go in our head. And it's not so much about the fantasy, but it's about what actually works, what actually gets us the results we want, and how can we get those results in the most productive, authentic, real, and skilled way possible. So a few other notes on defensiveness. If you find that it's a continual pattern, so if one of you is continually playing the critical partner and one of you is continually playing the defensive partner, then either person can do the work to start to change the pattern. It takes both people to play into this. And we'll look at what could be done differently. But according to John Gottman, the antidote for defensiveness is to accept responsibility, even if it's only for part of the conflict. So to be able to say something like, you are right, dot, dot, dot. You are right. I did show up late. You are right. I did accuse you. You are right. I said I would put the kids to bed, and then I started playing video games. You are right, dot, dot, dot. You know, whatever the complaint or the criticism or the feedback was, being able to accept responsibility for whatever your part of the conflict is, is incredibly, incredibly important. Another antidote is to acknowledge that you might not know which part of the conflict is yours. So at times you might need to say something like, I'm noticing I'm feeling on the defense right now. I can tell I want to blame you back. I don't feel safe right now. I want to own my part and I need some help. So sometimes you can actually enlist your partner's help 
in slowing things down and getting more clear. And you may need to ask them something like, okay, help me understand what you're feeling or experiencing here. You said that I just dot, dot, dot. You said that I just spoke to your mother in an unkind way. Help me understand what you heard. Because let's say that you didn't experience that yourself, right? Your partner says, I can't believe you would speak to my mother like that. And you're thinking, I don't, what is my partner talking about? I wasn't speaking to his or her mother in an unkind way. I'm not even sure what they're talking about. So there could be times where someone criticizes you for something that you really don't have any idea what the issue is. And so that's when you might need to enlist their help, right? Something like, I'm noticing I'm feeling defensive. I'm not feeling safe. I want to own my part here and I need some help. Help me understand when you say I wasn't talking to your mother in an appropriate way or you felt angry about the way I talked to your mother. Help me understand what you were seeing, right? So depending on who's the one to catch it and who's the one who has the skills and who's the one that can acknowledge the potential negative pattern that's going into play here, again, it's easy for the defensive one to get self-righteous here. And that's a part of defensiveness is a self-righteous indignation at times, right? That you shouldn't be criticizing me. You shouldn't be complaining, especially if I believe I did everything right. But what we want to do is we want to understand our partner's perspective. And sometimes when we do understand our partner's perspective, sometimes we can actually see where we unconsciously missed something. And we can say, wow, I can see that now from your perspective. And yes, I can see that in the future, I would actually want to do that differently. Other times we can see our partner's perspective, but it doesn't necessarily change how we want to show up in the world. So we might be able to say, wow, I can see how, I can see how when you observed me doing that, it felt really painful for you. I can see how when you observed me trying to turn off the oven as the pasta was boiling over and I was talking to your mom on the phone, I could see how you saw me use a tone and maybe got protective of your mother. That makes a lot of sense now. I can see what you're talking about. It's a way to start to understand your partner, start to understand their world. Now, if it's an extreme case, so if we're talking about someone's coming to you and they're intoxicated, they have some mind-altering substance in them, that's going to have an impact. And at that point, you may not be able to have a productive conversation. If there is a mental illness, there may be times where you actually won't be able to have a productive conversation. You might try to understand your partner more, but they may continue pushing, pushing you away. They really aren't open to letting you in. They're, they don't feel safe enough in themselves to let you in. If there are things like that going on, if there's patterns at play where you're wondering about potential mental health issues, addiction issues, violence, obviously, of any kind, then you may need some outside professional support. So again, taking responsibility should work if it's just a normal pattern of some criticism and defensiveness, but both people are able to get back in balance. If that's not possible for a more extreme reason, and even though it's extreme, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen, right? There's a lot of people for whom addiction, substance use, mental illness, um, that stuff can be very real. So if that is your reality, please get professional help for any four of these horsemen because it's going to be very, very tricky to navigate it without that professional support. And if that's not the level of the struggle that's going on, and you're just wanting to improve things, you're seeing that these four horsemen are wearing your relationship down because they can, even to the place where the relationship will end. You know, these are really, really important skills to be looking at. 
Okay, another thing that I have found with defensiveness, and this just comes from my own experience again, is that defensiveness often signifies areas of shame. So for example, if I'm sharing something with Bryce or with a girlfriend or even with a coach or a mentor of mine, and I already feel some underlying shame about it, and I may not even be conscious of that underlying shame, then what can happen is I can be sharing an experience and then I can find myself feeling sensitive or afraid. I'll feel this like sense of being on guard, right? That when this person responds to me, this person that I care about and I trust, whether it's Bryce, a friend, a coach, a mentor, that when this person responds, they're going to respond with judgment. And that might put me on the defensive. And when that happens, I am more likely to get defensive. So I might share something with Bryce. He might give some feedback or he might share an observation and I might react with some defensiveness. And if that happens, that's a good cue to me that I'm actually feeling shame about something. So this happened recently. I shared something with Bryce, just something from my life outside of our relationship, something that was going on for me. And I noticed after I shared it, I felt really afraid of his response. I felt like on guard, even though he hadn't said anything negative, he hadn't criticized at all. This isn't a place where he does criticize me. It's not a place where I experience a pattern of criticism. And I noticed that I was just like sensitive around it. And that cued me into feeling some shame. And I ended up saying to him, I'm noticing I'm feeling like on guard. I'm feeling afraid that you're going to judge me here. And he got kind of confused. And I remember saying, it's not, you haven't done that. I haven't felt you judge me yet. I haven't heard you say anything critical. I'm just noticing this is like a place where I feel really sensitive. And I'm wondering if that's because I'm actually feeling shame about what happened. And when I was able to say that, it just made so much more sense. And it took a little bit of time to really dive deeper and understand that shame. But defensiveness is a really good clue that that's going on under the surface. So I think that's also a potentially another antidote to defensiveness is cluing your partner in and saying, I'm feeling defensive. It might be that they said something critical, but if they didn't and you are still feeling defensive, see if you can own that. Even if all you can do in the beginning is just own that you're being defensive, that's a great place to start. So the idea here is to own your part. Eventually, you might be able to dive deeper and own your own shame or that maybe you've been critical to yourself in your own mind. And so that's why that defensiveness is already there because you're afraid of someone else being critical to you as well because you're already being critical of yourself in your mind. So defensiveness can get complex. It's not always easy to move through it. I mean, you can repress defensiveness at times. You can just go quiet or you can act nice when you're feeling defensive, but that's not really going to get you the relationship life you want long-term. It's not going to really help you develop the kind of depth with yourself that you want. And it's not really going to help you develop the kind of depth you want with your partner. So what we want to do is if we are being defensive, one of the practices is to own it. We can even be defensive about that we're not being defensive. So your partner might say, you're being so defensive. I am not being defensive. You could be defensive about not being defensive. So it is this practice to own responsibility for your part and to get help and support if you're not quite sure what that part is. And again, as things go deeper and as things evolve and become more complex, so does working through all of this stuff. So if you need help, don't hesitate to reach out to a therapist, a coach, come join the Advanced Relationship Training Program, jump in and learn specifically some relationship tools for how to navigate 
and how to assess what part's mine, what part is my partner's, how do I own this more effectively, and even if you do own something, your partner might continue to be critical and or contemptuous. Like you can't always control that. All you can do is your part. Okay, so thank you so much for being here and learning about horseman number three, defensiveness. Hopefully you learned something new today or you got a new idea about how to navigate defensiveness differently. Your action step for this week is to pay attention anytime you feel defensive or anytime you feel on guard and you feel like you could quickly become defensive, that is a good clue that something is going on under the surface. If you're in a relationship that just you continually feel on edge, you continually feel defensive, that's probably one that really needs some attention. And again, getting professional support can help you move through that a lot quicker. If you're getting value out of this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And I will talk to you soon.